This episode of Focus on This is brought to you by our full Focus referral program. Send $10 to a friend and earn $10 for yourself at fullfocusplanner.com slash share the love. Welcome to another episode of Focus on This, the most productive podcast on the internet. So you can banish distractions, get the right stuff done, and finally start loving Mondays. I'm Verbs, here with Courtney Baker and Blake Stratton. Happy Monday, guys. Hey, do you guys ever remember, do you remember on Mr. Rogers, you know how sometimes he would take you on these like field trips? And specifically, do y'all remember the crayon factory? A crayon coming up. The people wait for about five minutes for the yellow wax to get hard, and then they scrape off the top, which they'll melt and use again. Now watch the crayons come into those crayon collectors. There they are. Courtney, we are there right now. I was just about to say that. Where they melted the crowns, I promise you. They wrapped them. Yes. That episode has stayed with me and like, I love it so much to this day. And because of that is why I'm really excited for everybody listening about today's episode. Full focus crayons. I can't, I'm so excited (laughs) to announce this. It's amazing. You got the glove. Now wait for the crayon. (laughs) So today's episode is a little bit unusual if you cannot tell already, but instead of talking about how we use the planner, We're going to take a look at how it's made. And to talk about that, we have a very special guest. (laughs) I mean, we might get into fabrics. We might get into the chemical compound or the ink makeup. Maybe, maybe not. But (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the focus on this podcast, Mr. Adam Hill, man, myth, and legend. Hello. Adam Hill. Adam. Good to be here. I feel like people before, I don't want to tell people to stop listening right now, but I kind of need people to go watch you. Well, you and Verbs are in these videos, but you recently did some full fail meeting videos for our no fail meetings course. They are the funniest thing. I've honestly watched them multiple times. Blake, have you even seen these? I've seen these and I've frankly I've I've hesitated to compliment Adam on it because I know that Hollywood's gonna come calling. <laughs> I I know that's gonna happen. And right now I rely on Adam to get so much done for our company when it comes to the planner that I'm hesitant to tell him just how good a job he did because Ugh. it's gonna be, you know, SNL, I'm sure he's he's have reached out. Lauren Michaels has sent the emails, but it's sweeping the nation, these ads. There's an office so, office reboot. Is a it's coming. Well, I mean, besides record hilarious videos, uh, Adam, why don't you tell everybody what you do here at Michael Hyatt and Company? I am the director of product development and design, which is basically just I take the books from the cradle to the grave. That's how I always nice phrase it. <laughs> Even sometimes wait, wait, sounds wait, wait, quite wait. cryptic. No questions. Just saying, <laughs> no questions. So, is the shipping the grave? When a book goes on sale, that's sort of the grave. But even then, the, the journey—the the journey for a book does not really end 
unless mm -hmm. you discontinue it at some point. So I have worked with mm -hmm. books for many, many years, and I have seen books from all phases start to finish. So mm -hmm. you're out there shaving the trees, getting yeah. that paper. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Chewing it up. Yeah. Mastic mastication of the of the grains, getting that pulp pulp fiber <laughs> oh, made. Yes. Everyone by hand. Yeah. Mastication of the grains. That was actually one of your I mean, you've been doing some songwriting too on the side. Is that that's a great song title right there. That's a that's if you that's need if you need like, some inspiration. That's some Norse. It was death the metal. mastication of the grains. Totally. Right now available on iTunes or Spotify. Well, I think we've got some questions for you, Adam, if you would um, indulge us um, and kind of, you know, give us a little, you know, like the crayon factory, how this is all made. So the first question we wanted to know was, could you just walk us through the process of planner creation? Where does it start? So a planner will come into the idea to create it when, like, say, the original planner. We had a couple of different courses and things that we had. And then Michael and Joel and some other folks on the team, they all got together and they developed this idea. And they were like, well, how do we turn this into something? And there's kind of two steps to doing that. On one hand, you have your editorial content, which is what you actually see and you interact with. And on the other hand, you have the physical manifestation of that idea or that concept that is in someone's head. And there are certain things that you can and cannot do to make the dream work in reality. So the first part is, you know, a lot of ideation and some editorial folks talking with some manufacturing folks. So at that, you know, it was me and Joel. He asked me some what I would suggest if you were to try to put this book together. What are some features it should have? And then sort of at the same time, you've kind of got two trains running. The other train is well, let's make the page look like this and let's assume it's going to be six by nine or let's assume it's going to be seven by 10, you know, in our case, it's six by nine. And that's the, that's the format, the size that everybody, you know, seems the most comfortable with and likes to work with. Mm -hmm. And we sell the most of that trim. We've got a smaller trim and we may at one point do a bigger trim, but once you figure out your trim size and then the way you want the book to work and the content, you know, like ours has all these different features that lead you through a quarter then you really get into like, well, this is how big our book is going to be. So you come up with a final file for that interior, and then you come up with your final specs for that book. And then you send off that file to a manufacturer, and then they spend, for our books, it's about a 12-week process manufacturing them. It's like, I explain it to you guys sometimes, it's like if you ever go to the airport and you know what air traffic control is, the people who manufacture our books have got we are not their only customer. I know we like right. to feel like we are, and they are just waiting for us to do something and send an order in. But they, the one that we use is actually one of the largest printers in the world, and they work for all the large publishing houses in the U.S., and they've got all these other jobs, and they all get their allotted time on these printing machines or these binding machines or these sewing machines or these application machines. And then once you traverse all of those steps... They send you books in boxes or sometimes in packaging or different ways, and then they go to our warehouse. So all told, ideally, it takes about a year to do that or maybe mm. eight months. But then actually making them is about 12 weeks. 
So that was really interesting, Adam. Uh, thanks for sharing that. Could you do a second take, but this time do it as Mr. Rogers? Uh, I'm just I, let me go get my sweater. It's upstairs. Yeah. It's a little warm out today. I'm putting my shoes on right now. So no way he takes them off, doesn't he? He's taking them off. He's putting on the. No, he swaps them out. Yeah, he swaps he's swapping them out. them out. He's putting on the, the house shoes. Adam, if we could maybe get a little more specific, I'm curious because we have made several iterations of the planner now. We even have a pocket version, bold, a bold line coil version. Can you remember a planner iteration that maybe you were most excited about um, and how that change came about? Because you know we're a company kind of known for limiting focus, right? So we don't want to just make probably dozens and dozens of iterations. What's an example of how you came up with an idea about, you know, a different kind of planner and and what excited you about it, about that process? Yeah, the the one thing would probably so far would be the bowl collection or and as we've called it in the past, the the newer colors that we we introduced in September of 2019. But that was one of the first things that had not kind of pre-existed me being totally in the company. And so that was really fun to work with Megan and Courtney and gosh, I, I'm probably going to forget somebody, but you know, we, we kind of all had ideas and we kind of did our best. And then there was also the added puzzle that, you know, this is something new. We don't, we've never done this before. And then there's all these other, you know, customer considerations, logistical considerations, but we just took this flurry of ideas, this tornado, and we distilled it down into the, into the four products that, that we've sold really, really well. And we've been able to broaden our, our uh, palette. And, you know, one thing is like, you know, when you've got a product where you've got a gray planner and then you go and you add other colors to that, there's always a little bit Mm -hmm. of a risk. And there's a little bit of dice rolling. So that 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 kind of stuff is just a lot of fun. I love any kind of collaboration because really you can't make a product just as a product person. You have to make a product talking to your marketing person, talking to your customer service person, talking to your salesperson. Because if you make products that don't involve all those people, it's kind of pointless, you know? So I, I think you've got to pull all those things in and, and make it really collaborative and, and take into consideration everybody's ultimate goal and then you whittle it down it's i don't think there's like the you whittle whatever is not david i think like michelangelo like some sort of like what is not right what is not david is what is left or is what i chop chop away yeah i mean michelangelo wasn't quite as good of a product designer probably as our team is but i get why that <laughs> metaphor might right comparison might make sense adam you're the one that's kind of charged with the curation and the experience or how people experience our, our planners. But when you're thinking about a creating a planner or the creation process, what kind of factors actually go into that? What are the things you have to consider? For example, when it comes to the paper and the pen that won't you know bleed through, binding, those sorts of things, what kind of factors do you really have to come to the table and be discussed to decide what's actually going to go into it? Oh, man. So <laughs> there's a lot of different factors. Yeah, the biggest factor is your end user who they are, what they need, what they desire from a product, what their expectations level, what their expectation level would be, and those types of things. Now, if you were, you know, putting on your finance hat, you would say the most important thing is how much we're, you know, we pay and how much we charge for them. And there's also those considerations because you know, there's, you know, part of it's a business. But really, you've got to make those two. There's always a sweet spot with what you can afford to do 
and what somebody will still feel like is a good value for what they're going to pay. Cause you want to sure. make something that is a strong value for that customer. And you want them to walk away thinking, I totally got my money's worth and I would totally buy this again. And I totally am, you know, I'm happy. Everyone's happy with, with where you land. So with our product, you're looking at a, at a consumer who's got, you know, higher than your normal, higher than your average um, expectations or mm-hmm. eye for detail quality that they want to have when they go to purchase a tool for them to take to a meeting sort of sure. speaks about them and their, um, their uh, aesthetic or their, um, what they like to have as far as how they present themselves or even just the quality, you know, they're, they're going to use it a lot. They're going to take it places. They're going to go from meeting mm-hmm. to meeting or, you know, I don't know when this, podcast finally will air i think everybody will be traveling a whole lot so um but yeah these this planner's got to have a durability it's got to have a good price it's got to have a good value So Adam, we, uh, you and I talk about this a lot, but you know, we hear things, um, requests from our customers, uh, usually within inside the full focus community. Um, I think for everybody listening, they would probably love to hear maybe some of the things that have come from customers that have actually we've used to roll out in planners. Like, can you think of any of those examples off the top of your head? Yeah, the, there's one big one. It's like a content piece. So for a long time, when we made the planner, I think, Courtney, help me out here a little bit. Mm-hmm. You're, you're familiar more with the inner workings of the planner, but there's that preview that happens before that first week, and that used to not yes. be in there. Mm-hmm. And I think it's around, it's mm-hmm. on page 35 or so. But, you know, customer after customer is like, you know, when I when I start my new planner, I, I don't have a way to pick up from where I left off in the last one. And I want a place yeah. to pull all that information and put it in. So I think it's called Key Projects. But uh, you can make some yeah. sort of funny podcast sound like boing, 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 that he got that right. Yeah. Well, but, it's uh, actually not. You didn't get it right. Ah, Sorry. Oh. oh. <laughs> so instead, you're going to get the tuba sound. <laughs> now, the Key Projects is a little – the Key Projects is actually – bigger projects that aren't quite goals. But this was like at the end of your last, for new customers, when it's their first time to use a planner, they don't really need a weekly preview at the front. Um, And so that's how we created the planner. But we realized as you're using these over and over, you know, that you finish your last weekly preview. And then when you start the next one, there's nowhere to put your like weekly big three. And so then for a, a minute, you're like carrying around two planners. And so you were able to add that into the planner. And I personally love it. I think that was one that we heard from customers that also was like hardcore cheering along for as well. You know, a fun thing for manufacturing that, you know, we made that change, but at this point now we've got like five or six planners and they all have to get that feature now pushed into them. So you've already got X Mm -hmm. amount of planners that you've made. You've already got X amount of planners that are shipping that have the old format, but now you're going to print new ones, but then you've got like a 12 to 14 week lead time. So by the time those get into your warehouse, it's, you know, three or four months later after you've made that choice. And that, I mean, that change. And I think, you know, with our customer service, they were like, so does the poppy one have it now? And does the eggplant one have it now? Does the black one? And I, I figured out for everybody sort of a weather forecast of when you can expect that change in the weather to, you know, actually hit product mm-hmm. that your customer will order. And we are, I think, free and clear of all that now. So I think any anyone that you get would be would have it. 
Well, I think that's probably, Adam, a really complex part of your role is we are always making the planner better. You know, I never for a minute have we been like, this is it. It's perfect. Yeah. Uh, we're constantly throwing out new things to you. And I would love, I think it would be interesting to just hear how you navigate that, you know, as, as things are always changing, always getting better, you know, from a manufacturing side or even just like a personal side, you know, I think for some people you may get frustrated by that. I don't think that is ever how you've handled it. I think people, that might be interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's always really kind of the fun part because it's a, the, the planner is sort of, it's like an organic thing that we have because we all use it and we're this collective group of people as a company and as our, our consumer, our customer, our fan base. I was trying to think of a good word for it. They, you know, there's always, there's going to be input because life changes, people change, habits change. I mean, this last year, meetings changed, you know, significantly in 2020. So there's always going to be these things that, um, and then with the colors, colors change, people's moods change, people's uh, styles change, fashion changes. All those things are always uh, in flux. So we want to try to always be able to react to that. Now, when you react to things, you kind of put things in different buckets. It's like some things are like, well, that'd be awesome, but we can't do that because it would bankrupt us. Or there's some ideas <laughs> that are like, well, that'd be awesome, but it might be really hard, but then there's some challenges. And then there's other ideas. It's like, well, okay, yeah, that's easy as pie. And we can do that next week and you'll see it, you know? So the, the ones in that middle part are the ones that are the most fun because then you've got to do a lot of thinking and cross collaboration. And then you've mm -hmm. got to, you know, and then you finally land that plane. Sometimes you're still putting the plane together when you land it. Sometimes it lands on two, you know, how many wheels does a plane have? I don't know. Three? You land on two wheels. Probably 12. <laughs> I don't know. 12. You land on six. All right, Adam, what's, what's the one thing every planner user should know about their planner? Yeah. So if you've got a planner, you should know that I have made, inspect, a ton of different kinds of books, everything from paperback books to staple uh, bound booklets that you probably get at Easter from your church to Cadillac Bibles that had all the bells and whistles and gilded edges uh, and everything in between. And I really can assure you that this is a top-notch book. It is really well put together. It's got a smystone binding. It's got a hardcover. It's covered in a material that is a grade B cloth, which is going to be really stain resistant. It's got two ribbons. It's got an envelope in the back and it's got an elastic band. I mean, this is not a paperback book. This is not um, a bargain bin chump change book. This is a top notch Ferrari book that you are toting around. The paper is a good quality. It's a high quality. Another thing to think about is like if your if your paper was, you know, sometimes people are like, well, why is the paper not thicker? Well, if the paper was thicker and thicker and thicker, then your book would be heavier, heavier and heavier, and your book would be wider, wider and wider. And so mm -hmm. the size of the book is really great. There was a lot of thought put into all the pieces that go into the planner that you have. And so you should you should uh, use it knowing, you know, this is unless I handmade one myself with, a, you know, bespoke planner. This is about as good as you could get on anything I've seen in the market. And I, I'm always looking, checking. I am a 
I am a habitual book sniffer. I am just like, anytime I go to the store, there's a book. <laughs> I am like, in bookstores, I'll go into somebody's office, I just start touching their books. I mean, it, it, I'm out of control, so. <laughs> well, for the record, though, you have been you have been known to uh, to whip up a prototype, I think, in your garage somewhere with some paper and glue and put those things together. Or at least for photo shoots. I have done that for photo shoots. Yeah, we uh, had an instance once where we threw in a new product over a summer. And uh, we were moving so quickly that I did not get full samples made. Because one, we really didn't have time. And two, I misunderstood. But even if I had understood, I don't think we would have had time. So I got internal pages of the books mailed to me. And then dummies of the books mailed to me. I took these pieces apart and I glued them back together in a, in a way that built the middle of the book so the photographer and I could fake a photo shoot of these books. I mean, we literally, these books were about to fall apart while he was shooting them. And I would stick my hand on the thing and then I would pull my hand out of the, out of the shot and he would take the photo. And then it would all kind of collapse on its flypaper on itself. And then we would do the next page. It was awesome. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's amazing. Here's one thing I did want to ask, because I know people think about this when they get their, their planner, but one of our company values is, is total ownership. And one of the things we want to take ownership of is the way our company impacts the planet. So can you speak to the ways we work to keep planner production green? Yeah, and I think that's something um, every once in a while I'll meet somebody or run into somebody and they'll want to talk about paper or they'll want to talk about book manufacturing. Mm -hmm. You should really know that in any U.S. manufacturer, the ecological movement is not a new thing to them. It is not news to them that this is going on. And in fact, most there, I can't think of one that does not have an ecological um, mindset and an ecological mm -hmm. viewpoint when they're looking at the stewardship and the long-term deal of the business that they're in. So most, I keep saying most because it's the ones that I know of. All the paper manufacturers that I know of and the ones that we use, they take mm -hmm. this very seriously. They have been in, um, they have been in programs. They have been working since even into the early 1900s. Some of them are as long as they've been in business to try to be better stewards, uh, the farming and forestry initiatives. So any, any paper that we use, it's coming from a really, uh, the chain of custody for that paper is very strong, very ecological minded. Like their goals are, you know, low emissions, low rates of pollution, wherever their factories are and all the other cover materials that we use and the, the ribbons, everything, you know, anybody manufacturing something to go into a book, has got very high standards for ecological concerns. I also give our listeners a little Easter egg here. We're also, hopefully later this year, going to come out with our most green planner to date. So I can't say a lot more about that, but that will be coming. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we're dyeing the pages like a Ninja Turtle hue, right? <laughs> yep. Yep. It's right there. Donatello, Michael. There's Michelangelo. He came well, there back. There you go. There, there it is. Full circle. Full circle. It's the Michelangelo planner. <laughs> Bam. It's green. Very green. Adam, I one thing that I think I can connect with is 
just a little bit of snobbery, a little bit of not snobbery, preference. You know what's good and you probably know, this is an assumption, you know what you like. You've touched a lot of books, you've built a lot of books, sold a lot of books. What's the planner that is your favorite all-time planner? Either the one that you keep on your own desk or just the one that you're most proud of, of like, hmm, that was the one. Hmm. I kind of have two answers to that, but uh, you could pick which one you like the best. I like the olive one a lot because I like the color and yeah. I think the end sheets are kind of fun. And it was fun to bring all that one together. That was one of the first ones that we kind of cracked the code on how we were going to do that stuff. But my favorite planner is the oatmeal one because its genesis is in a mistake. So when we first started planning all these new colors, I had all of these samples. And there was this one <laughs> lovely kind of off-white, khaki, desert-looking color that we were just like, bam, that is a beautiful planner. Let's make that. And so I went back to the manufacturer. I wrote down all the codes for all of these different pieces, sent them off. I got the samples back, and I got back this like dark chocolate brown. And I was like, this is not what we thought it was. So I cut it in half. I mailed it to them. I circled this. You know, this is the color it's supposed to be. They, they, they called me back, and they're like, that's the backside of the material. And I was like, well, that's what we want. So you already know how to make it. So just make it on purpose. <laughs> so, yeah, we have a custom color. I think they call it latte or something uh, at the manufacturer that we use. But uh, it's specific to us. No one else has that color. Uh, and it's the back of an existing color. That's awesome. Well, today you got a behind the scenes look at how the planner is made. Adam, we just want to give you this one opportunity since you're here. Uh, any final thoughts for the focus on this listeners, either planner wise or otherwise? Man, I just want them to know that if they're out there and if uh, they're using our planner to know that a lot of thought goes into it and that I love working with our team and the ideas that our marketing team or our sales team or our customer service team, they get or our content team, we, we have geniuses in-house that, that are always cooking up these storms of, of creativity. And I love to take all those different things and distill it into something that makes it a reality for everybody out there to go and buy and try out. And these tools are incredible. I've read so many great stories of transformation and how they've helped folks. So it's just exciting. It's a good, it's a good fulfilling uh, thing to be a part of and as a bookmaker manufacturer who kind of fits uh, in, a, in a weird spectrum of, of how you do things as far as manufacturing brains go it's could just could not be a better thing for me to be able to work out every day i love it adam thank you so much for bringing the knowledge what a refreshing perspective for this podcast they're used to me just jammering on here you are <laughs> with real valuable knowledge on the inner working so appreciate you taking the time being with us and i think everyone especially those holding that oatmeal planner right now they're gonna they're gonna consider it a little differently when they write their big three they're gonna be like huh, this really is the correct paper thickness <laughs> so thank you my friend and thank you for joining us on focus on this this is the most productive podcast on the internet so please Share it with your friends, and we'll be here next week with another great episode. Until then, stay, stay focused. focused.
This episode of Focus on This is brought to you by our Full Focus Referral Program. Send $10 to a friend and earn $10 for yourself at fullfocusplanner.com slash share the love.